broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Friday. You're in the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador with Vinny Bonsignor, of course, uh, your host. Um, and a little bit of breaking news. Um, not breaking like right this second, but earlier today, uh, the Raiders released in a bit of a surprise move, although uh, given some of the uh, information that I've been able to gather uh, over the last hour or so, maybe not the biggest surprise uh, but in, in any event, uh, the Raiders released veteran defensive tackle uh, David Irving, uh, who they had signed last ac- October uh, after he was reinstated by the NFL after a lengthy uh, suspension due to uh, various violations of the league's um, substance abuse program. Uh, he was suspended in 2019, reinstated uh, last year, right around October or so, uh, and that's when the Raiders... Uh, who Rod Marinelli, uh, the, the Cowboys' previous uh, defensive line coach who had worked with David Irving, that's who he played for uh, just before uh, being suspended. The Raiders gave him a flyer uh, last year. He spent most of the time on the uh, on the practice squad, did get in a couple of games, uh, had four uh, tackles. Uh, the Raiders re-signed him in February, hoping that um, he was back on the straight and narrow and ready to, uh, to really get back uh, acclimated in the NFL and uh, resume his career. Uh, but they abruptly released him uh, today. And again, it might have been seemed like out of the blue and kind of a surprise move. But here's the deal. Uh, David Irving, as the Raiders uh, complete phase two of their uh, OTA program this week, uh, which included actual in-person, on-field work, uh, by the team. A lot of players have been showing up and taking advantage of that. David Irving wasn't one of them. Uh, so, you know, uh, when you're when you're in a position like he is, where coming off a lengthy suspension and really needing to put his best foot forward, especially with uh, such a crowded defensive line, there's a bunch of guys that the Raiders uh, signed this offseason, including David Irving, to compete for a precious few uh, amount of opportunities and, and jobs. And you know, his choice obviously is voluntary uh, not to show up for, uh, not to participate in the offseason program. But when you're in his situation, coming back, trying to get back on track of your career after a lot of wasted time, basically, mostly, really, honestly, let's face it, let's 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 call it what it is, uh, his own doing uh, to to uh, get himself on the suspension list for a lengthy period of time as he was. After repeated violations, you would you would think, and it would behoove somebody to put their best foot forward. And part of that is showing up to work every day, voluntary or not, man. You know, you're 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 trying to get your career back uh, on track, uh, but unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, David Irving didn't, uh, according to uh, people that I uh, have talked to. Um, you know that that have been there, obviously, and so opportunity wasted. Um, it wasn't working out. That's what I was told, and the Raiders wish him the best. That's what I was also told. Hopefully, it works out for David Irving, but it sure isn't going to be here in Las Vegas, and and that's too bad on on a number of levels. Now, David Irving has talent. Uh, there's absolutely no question about it. He's a six foot seven, 
pass rusher, can play the run. Um, when he's been on the field, you know, there's been um, a level of production. He's not an all-pro caliber player. Um, he, he looks the part. That's there's no question. And, and maybe some of uh, his work habits and just general habits has prevented him from, from really busting out in a big way because you look at the everything, all of the attributes and the speed and the length and uh, the ability. Uh, this is a guy who's probably should be doing much more than he has, uh, but he still had another chance. And he just decided, I guess, that uh, he just didn't, you know, he, he wasn't going to do the voluntary workouts, and it looks like it's cost him a job. But on the flip side, uh, some, some good news, because uh, as I was, you know, doing some digging around on, on that situation. Uh, hold, also on, Vinny, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to just blow past that. Okay, go ahead. You said he didn't go to the voluntary workouts and it cost him a job. Not so voluntary, if you ask me. Well, I mean, I, 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 do we really? Does this really need to? Does this really need to? Does this really need to? Hey, hey, I, I think I'm just saying. All right, whatever you're saying, let's let's be honest. Are you are you really saying that for somebody in that situation? You, you, you think it's okay that he just doesn't take advantage of every opportunity? Come on. Are you really being serious right now? Hey, man, all I'm if saying If you're in that position, let me ask you, DeMond Cotton. If, you're, if you had slipped up, and we all have slipped up in our lives, no question we all have. I'm I have. Right now. I know that. Wait, hold on. Let me finish. I know I have slipped up from time to time. And when we're given another opportunity, knowing that we kind of squandered the last one big time, what are you going to do in your heart of hearts and not thinking about voluntary or, or semantics or anything like that? What are you going to do, Devon? Honestly. I'm going to work hard. And I'll okay, work, and that's all hard. we're saying. We're, I, I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying about the voluntary thing. There's plenty of guys that don't have to go. We get that. And I respect it, to be honest with you. Guys that have made it and are solidified and are good to go and probably call the coach and say, hey, coach. You respect me, I respect you. It's probably better that I don't even cut, you know, because I'm, I'm doing my own thing, we're good. And the coach is like, I've seen that before. Guys earn that kind of respect. But a guy like David Irving, who's trying to get back on track in his life and his career, you would think that he would take advantage of every opportunity. That's all I'm saying. And, and I, there are times to make that argument for the voluntary thing, but not in this one. Like, it's disappointing to, for, for him as a human being. That he didn't understand, hey, this is time to seize this opportunity. Let me use every second that I have available to me right now to show that I'm back and I'm ready to compete and I'm ready to work hard and I'm ready to be somebody that somebody could rely on at this level. And you have to show that. You have to have the wherewithal and the understanding of the situation. You have to be able to read the room and know where <laughs> you are in the whole scheme of things at whatever point in your life. There's times in your life where you're going to be the top dog and you're, it's, you're good. You could call some shots. You have that respect and the, the, you know, whoever you either work for or works for you or whatever the case might be, there is mutual respect. It's earned. That is earned. It's not given and it's not something that you should just assume. You have to be able to read the room sometime in life. And unfortunately, it seems like he read the room wrong and the writers just said, you know what? There's other guys in here that are busting their tails. And I was just going to mention who those guys are. Darius Phylon, a guy that's in a similar situation. In a similar situation. He's been out of football for the last two years due to an off-field incident that got uh, rectified. And now he's back and able to play. And from what everything that I've uh, been told, he's busting his butt. 
to make sure that he's taken advantage of this opportunity that's been that's been you know uh, rightfully given to him. He deserves the, the opportunity, as did David Irving. David Irving fits everything. I mean, he he he's he's talented. He's got a skill set. He's got something that he can provide and offer. But you got to work for it. You got to want it. And in a competition, there's what do you think? There's only five guys out there right now. There's like a, what eleven guys on that defensive line. All of them competing for a precious few amount of spots. Somebody like Darius Phylon and Darius Stills, the kid from um, the undrafted free agent from West Virginia, who I've also been told has been busted as you know what uh, uh, in OTAs, is impressing people. That's what this part of the year is for. It's just you know I get like I said I get that it's voluntary. But life isn't completely balanced. You have to earn things in life to be able to have a little bit more of the power, a little bit more of the juice. That's just how it works. The neighborhood that I grew up in, where I grew up in, how I grew up, that's how it works. That's how it works. You don't just assume it. You don't just try to take it. You earn it. And then you, once you earn it, then you can utilize it. And people understand that. People get that. That's what life is all about. But if you have it and if you've slipped up a bunch of other times, what's the, where's the trust factor? Where's the confidence factor? You know what I'm saying? Like At training the, camp when he was going to be required to be there, that's when he was going to show all this. Well, you know what? Well, you Again. Because he, he came it, in with the assumption. is like, oh, it's voluntary. You know, I'm going to kick back and enjoy my springtime. And then when training camp rolls around in the summer, that's when I'll be there. I'll be ready to go. Yep, and that's the difference between being able to read the room and not be able to read the room. If that was your assumption, then it's a misguided assumption. And I'm sure his agent, I would imagine, tried to tell him, hey, dude, you probably need to get in there and start showing them after being off for more than a year, almost two years, you'd think that you'd want to be in there at every opportunity to show somebody that's willing to pay you a couple million dollars or so to, 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 to play this, you know, to, to get a job. It's not even, I don't care if it's your love, if it's, uh, you know, your dream or whatever. It's a job. It's a vocation. It's a way to put money on your, uh, in your bank account and food on your table, just like everybody else in this world has to do. The numbers, I don't care about the numbers. That's irrelevant to me. It's a job. It's something that you're good at and something that you've worked hard to, uh, to, to put yourself in this position. But in a, in a case where, you know, multiple times where, where, where somebody has slipped up, you got to figure that at some point you grow up and realize it's time for me to maybe change the way I've been doing things and put a better foot forward. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation uh, listener line. Uh, Houston is in Los Angeles. He wants to talk about David Irving. How you doing, Houston? Hey, hey, what's going on, Vinny? How you doing today? Doing good, brother. Okay. Hey, make a long story short. I'm a diehard Raider fan, brother, since 1981. So like it. I've seen a lot of characters on our squad. I've seen a lot of people that, you know, sometimes they may take a player two off, but at the same time, I don't want that kind of person on my squad. But when it's time for them to step up, they make the big plays. Now, as far as David Irving, you're absolutely right. As far as him and his situation, you know, uh, uh, showing up every day like supposed to, but there is a difference between voluntary and involuntary. And just like you and me might take advantage of that opportunity, especially if I messed up, you can't say that for every single person. But besides that, my man Penny, what about John Gruden 
I mean, because the first thing these guys are talking about, man, like I said, I've been around since 81. First thing Gruden is talking about, and, and Mike Mayock, they both sound like robots. Yeah, you got to work your tails off. Well, man, Gruden, you work your tails off when it comes down to first and goal on the five-yard line, and you call a spider wide banana all day and not coming up with something more creative, man. I'm sick of that, too, because Hugh Jackson, when he was an offensive coordinator, the whole playbook was different. And Hugh Jackson, he was a terrible coach later on in life. But even my guy that was a head coach, from, not, not head coach, he was an offensive coordinator for, for Denver. We had him first as our, our offensive coordinator, and then he went over to Denver. He was a good coach, but Del Rio let him go instead of keeping the right guy. I mean, I've seen it come and go. So I hear you. I hear you. Let me throw this at you, though. Uh, let me throw this at you, Houston. I totally get what you're saying, and I and and and, and I know that John Gruden understands that there were failures uh, at, in the red zone. They want to correct that. They want to get better. They got slightly better last year. It wasn't good enough. They need to get more. They need to get even better. Uh, in the red zone, and I think you know signing guys like Kenyon Drake and I think Foster Moreau, and I think uh, if some of these young players um, can step it up, uh, Henry Ruggs and, and and Brian Edwards, I think I think that could improve. We'll see. And part of it is on you know John Gruden just doing better in the red zone. He understands that and he owns it and he admits it. I know that because he said that. Um, but I'll ask you this: um, you know you you mentioned the voluntary and voluntary. I get it. I understand. But there is another part of it. There was nothing guaranteed for David Irving. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like he was, he was just given an opportunity. Nothing that he signed guaranteed him anything other than the opportunity. And so, yeah, it's his. It, it absolutely is a free country. It literally says it's voluntary, but it doesn't say that's not good. There, you know, you, uh, something might or might not be read into that. It's from voluntary, your, but you may lose your job by not showing up. So take it at your that's, and Which is self-explanatory. Like, that doesn't even need to be explained or shouldn't. Or shouldn't, especially for somebody that's in that situation. Like, of all the guys in that building, there's two guys that kind of fit that category. Well, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of young players, a bunch of undrafted free agents that are trying to, to catch on and, 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 and get a job. All of those guys... Voluntary, they understand. It's voluntary, but it's really not voluntary. Like for me, for my situation, me as an individual, it's best that I'm in there working my tail off and showing them what I'm all about. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity. And if somebody else doesn't want to show up, good, good. It's it's one less guy that I got to compete against, right? So, so at some point, you have to again be able to re- understand your situation. Read the room for your situation and voluntary. Yeah, you don't have to show up, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing. You know, you're putting yourself and your job in a little bit of a risk. Because you guys all say this, and Houston, uh, let me ask you this. You know, when it comes to somebody that does have it, you you mentioned a lot of Raider players have had checker pass in the past, right? What was the one thing? What was the one thing that set them apart? When they got to the Raiders, they showed up to work, and that included practices and everything else, and all the weight room. Like they showed the Raiders something. You know what I'm saying? Like every one of them that that we know about that have had um, you know great careers and maybe turned it around here with the Raiders. They showed the Raiders something, not during just the games, but behind the scenes when you're really trying to figure out what the what this cat is all about or or not, right? Yeah, true. Hey, Big, I'm not gonna lie, man. If it was me, I would have been there, no doubt, because I know the importance of it all, man. It, I mean, a lot of these new generation cats, 
they 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 get it, but you know, I mean, not not everyone, not everyone. I want to be like that, but you know, some some of them they kind of want to want to do it their way, and then it, 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 and I just don't want to see them go over to KC and be a problem. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't. I, we'll we'll see. We'll see, and maybe he will. Maybe this will be a, another of the wake up calls that you figured that he needed. And here's my thing: I'm not disappointed in David Irving. I'm disappointed for David Irving because there is talent there, but there's also has been in the past for him a little bit of a disconnect, and he needs to he needs to get that connected uh, because. He's running out of opportunities. He just ran out of opportunities on a team that's really need that really needs defensive line help and, and all the hands on deck that they can get. And the Raiders just said, you know what? We're going to go in a different direction. We've got some other guys that are in the building that are showing us what we need to see. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, you didn't take advantage of this opportunity, so we're going to let you go find another opportunity. Maybe it works out for him. Maybe it doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, hey... Yeah, you're right. Every, there's no question it's voluntary. But I'm disappointed in him that he didn't understand what this opportunity, what this time of year right now meant for his career and his development and his trying to develop some trust and confidence uh, in a new team that's trying to, you know, wanting to believe. And guys like that, I know from being around, a lot of times they're not look, they're looking for reasons for you to show why it is that nobody else has been able to trust you and why it is that, you know, you've ended up being suspended a couple of times. They're going to be on the lookout for those type of signs because nobody wants to get tied in with a guy like that. That's going to just disappoint them eventually and not be able and not be reliable and not be there. And this is where you, a lot of times this is, this is the time of year where this is the only time of year that it's, uh, uh, that, that you can kind of determine that before going full bore uh, into training camp. We're going to go back out to the, by the way, uh, thanks for the call, Houston. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Jay uh, is on the line. Let's talk about minicamp. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, how you doing? Don't you think you understand if you ain't no superstar, you need to be a unvoluntary minicamp. Right, I don't exactly. how these dudes don't understand this concept. Yeah, it's 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 like it's it, it goes without saying, right? I mean, I, you know, you know I mean, if your name ain't Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you you're not skipping involuntary minicamps, man. Exactly. He, look at yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Even you know he could, and you know they're not going to bat an eye. Why? Because he's earned that respect, and that's good, and that's cool. He's showing up. He's going to yeah. show up because that's the kind of way he. That's how he rolls. But you're right, man. And then you got to think about with David Irving, right? The dude, he came in, he played well in, in a few little spurts, but he stayed injured. Yep. And, and he probably ain't healthy now. That's why he was cut. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to get in there and show them where you are physically, where you are mentally, um, out there on the field. Like, and, and we've talked about this so many times, and I know you get this, that train – Gets on the track, it starts chugging down the track. It ain't gonna wait for you, man. It's not yeah. gonna wait for you. You have to keep up with the train. That's how this works. That's how life works. Exactly. And I hope you do understand it, man. It was nice talking to you, Vinny, man. I just had to get that point out. You too, brother. And the good news is, like I said, getting really good vibes on uh, Darius Stills and Darius Phylon. Uh, so, you know, you lose one, there's other guys, you know, ready to, t- to seize an opportunity. I really wanted to see what David Irving was about. 
because he obviously checks off a whole bunch of boxes physically. Um, but you know, again, you gotta you have to be out there. You have to be available. You have to understand the situation, and you have to understand how you fit in that situation. Life's not fair. We all know that. I wanted to be the center fielder for the New York Mets, man. But I wasn't born with that kind of ability. Kind of sucked, to be honest with you. But that's life. Not everything is fair. Not everything breaks equally. You got to find your you know, niche. You have to find what you do well. But the more than anything, you got to be able to have the wherewithal and the fortitude and the understanding to really be able to read the situation of all the players on the Raiders roster. There's very few guys that I could think of more than David Irving that needed to be in there, man. That's just me. That's just me. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. We'll talk to you on the other side. We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Hopefully you're having a great Friday. It cooled down here in Las Vegas, Devon. Oh my gosh. Did 70-some-odd degrees feel like heaven today or what? No, because it was a little gloomy out, you know? I, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm talking just about the how cool it was, man. Come on. From the yeah, 90s. you know, but it might rain, you know. That's not I'll, I'll that welcome great? the rain. I'll welcome a little bit of rain after that little heat wave that we had. Um, but, uh, yeah, it felt good today. I know it was a little windy, obviously, but uh, just feeling some nice, uh, cooler weather after the uh, after the heat we had. And, obviously, the heat that's coming. Uh, it was a nice, little, uh, a nice little reprieve. We're talking about the Raiders. Oh, by the way, um, not sure if you noticed or saw, uh, but the Raiders finalized their preseason schedule. Uh, they will host the Seattle Seahawks uh, August 14th over at Allegiant Stadium. A 6 p.m. game, that's a Saturday night, and that will be, provided everything stays on track and we're keeping our fingers crossed that it will, that'll be the first time the Raiders play at Allegiant Stadium in front of their fans, so I cannot wait uh, for August 14th to see what that looks like and sounds like. Uh, been a long time coming, and uh, it's really right around the corner when you start thinking about it and analyzing it. Uh, that starts a three-game preseason for the Raiders, remember, um, because of that 17th game, they reduced the preseason from four games to three, and it also meant the teams that are hosting that set that extra game and uh, for the Raiders being part of the AFC, the AFC is hosting the games this year. Next year, it'll be the NFC that hosts uh, that that 17th game or that extra game. It means that in the preseason, the teams that are hosting that added game in the regular season uh, only get to play one home game during the preseason. So that means the Raiders go on the road for the next two weeks after hosting the Seattle Seahawks. They'll be in Los Angeles to play the Rams on Saturday, September 21st. Cannot wait to go see that. And then um, a week later, they'll wrap up the preseason against the 49ers up in Santa Clara on Sunday. 
Um, and that'll be a one o'clock game uh, up in Santa Clara. It'll be, I'm sure, fairly toasty at one o'clock on Sunday at that stadium. It always is. Uh, but uh, look, just looking forward to some games and just the importance of preseason now. Um, you know, I'm never ever going to take the preseason for granted uh, after what happened last year, where it was completely wiped out. You know, I know for you know the Patrick Mahomes, the kings of the NFL, guys like Patrick Mahomes and um, you know, all the, the big stars, uh, that Aaron Donald, all the great players in the NFL, and there's many, 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 many of them, uh, they don't need the preseason. You know, they, it, it's nice sometimes to get out there a little, you know, for a few reps here and there, maybe a series or two, especially in that third game, just to kind of get a feel for it uh, again. Uh, but it's really not about that. It's about for, and especially for a young team like the Raiders, it's about, it's about getting some of those young players on the field in actual game type situations, just defending another offense, defending, you know, uh, or going up against a, a, another defense and another player, somebody that's, you know, um, their whole game plan is to, you know, mess things up, you know, for you. And, and it's, it's, it's good to be able to compete uh, at that level. Everything right on down to stuff like cadence, you know, when you're on the defensive line, I've had guys tell me this. When you practice every day against your offense, you know the canes. You know all the line calls. You know all the... You, so you can you can guess and guess successfully many, many times. Um, you know, and it just makes... It's not a realistic um, account of what you're going to see during the regular season because then you go play this team and that team and that team and that team and everybody has a different cadence and you have to... Uh, it's not just about making sure you don't jump off sides. It's about being ready when the ball is snapped uh, to be in the best position to make a play. And um, sometimes if you don't understand that cadence, you're going to get caught flat-footed sometimes. So little things like that, hearing somebody else's cadence, hearing somebody, another quarterback, you know, barking it out if you're on the uh, uh, you know, defensive line or just on the defense, all of those little things really help, especially the young players. Uh, and so uh, it's going to be great to see the Raiders and everybody else in the NFL actually playing some preseason games. I know we take it for granted. Um, I, I, I still think maybe you could get it down to two at some point. Uh, we'll see. I think two, two preseason games probably uh, are fairly sufficient. Uh, but they're going with the three this year and the 17 regular season games. So we're talking about that. That was finalized today. Uh, we're talking, obviously, about uh, the, uh, the release of David Irving. I uh, really felt that this guy had a chance um, to earn himself a little bit of a job of rotation. I mean, it's the guy who, in 37 games with the Dallas Cowboys over his career, um, had 56 tackles and 12.5 sacks. So it's not like um, he can't play. He can play. That's why it's so disappointing. So um, anyway, uh, we wish him luck, uh, David Irving. Uh, I, and, and as I said in the first segment, I'm not disappointed in him. I, just as somebody that covers the team and, and roots for human beings to do well, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed for him because I felt like he had an opportunity and he just didn't seize it. Uh, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line to welcome in our great friend, Evan uh, Grote. Um, he joins us uh, on the phone, uh, on the guest line. And Evan, I got to say right off the bat, first of all, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, as usual, always appreciate your insight uh, and your knowledge. But um, how uh, flat-footed were you caught today uh, with the news that David Irving got released? Well, I got to be honest with you. I was, I was, uh, we're having some beautiful weather here this week. First of all, I got to let you know about that. But high 80s, it's been great. So I was outside with my kids. 
and I, I run inside to, to get to the phone, and I open up my computer just to see if there's any breaking news, and of course, I see David Irving is, is cut. So it could have been a lot worse had I not opened up my computer to check before your phone call. But yeah, I, you know, I, I gotta say this, this does come as a, as a bit of a surprise uh, to me because uh, personally, this was probably the one defensive lineman that I had, you know, the biggest expectations for, I guess, you know, uh, and so um, I thought he could have been a real kind of diamond in the rough for this defense, especially the defensive line who we know has had a lot of trouble over the past few seasons generating pressure and getting to the quarterback. I thought if they could get him back on track, he could be a big asset to the defense. But uh, for whatever reason, it looks like uh, he, he did not report to the OTAs. Uh, you know, those are optional practices. Uh, obviously, the coaches put a little bit more weight into that, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. But, um, yeah, disappointing move there. And, and, you know, when I look at the defensive line, I, I we've talked about this before. I, I'm not as excited about this defensive line as a lot of other people. There's some competition there, yes. I know they brought in a, a lot of new bodies. I understand that. But you take away a guy like David Irving, and, you know, now I'm even a little bit more skeptical about this defensive line group. Yeah, uh, no question about it. Um, you know, uh, on the flip side, uh, I'm, at least uh, from people that I've talked to, I feel like I talked to some pretty, you know, people in the know, let's put it that way. Um, Darius Stills uh, has been working really hard. Uh, Darius Phylon has been really working hard. Uh, I think there's um, a lot of confidence in Quentin Jefferson. And a lot of excitement, and we'll see, um, for, for Solomon Thomas and, and Jonathan Hankins. Jonathan Hankins is a very valued uh, member of that Raiders defense. So um, I think, you know, when, when you see a move like this, part of it is, and we're going to get into this, what David Irving isn't showing or just simply isn't doing. But also part of it is, and this is the danger sometimes of not showing up to voluntary workouts, there's other people that are, and they're showing the coaching staff, oh, we like what we see here. Oh, okay, we're good with that. You know, they're, trust me, they're watching right now, and they know what they're looking for. So um, are you taking, do, you, do you take any comfort in the fact that the Raiders would so easily you know, release a, uh, a David Irving for the reasons that they did because there's probably a good confidence level within them that they have some players that they like along that defensive line that they are getting a visual on and seeing day after day right now in OTAs. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a great point there. There, there must be some some level of confidence in, in what they're seeing. Maybe it's a guy like you mentioned, Darius Stills, who is an undrafted guy, or maybe Darius Phylon or one of the free agents they brought in. There has to be some something else to this. And I will say one other thing. It wasn't like David Irving was just signed off the street this past season. He was with the Raiders uh, you know, for some time last year, I, I believe he was injured part of that time. He only played in, I think, two games with the Raiders last season. They signed in October. So, I mean, they've had a chance to take a look at him and, and, and get him in the building. And, 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 you know, maybe they just weren't that impressed last year with, by what they saw from him. You know, I don't know. I'm speculating a bit there. But maybe they said, okay, we're going to give him another chance. We'll bring him back this, this season, and we'll see what he, he does, you know, in, in off-season training and whatnot. And, when he didn't show up, maybe that was all they needed to see. Maybe that kind of you know solidified their their thoughts about what they they saw from him in the previous season. So that's that, there's it could be a little bit of both. Yeah, and it probably doesn't you know uh, for, for 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 David's um, from David's perspective, 
you know, you're, you're not only getting an opportunity with the Raiders, but it's also a, a chance to work with somebody that knows you quite well and Ron Marinelli, uh, who worked with him uh, in Dallas. Um, and so, you know, uh, just it, it kind of boggles my mind that, you know, guys sometimes don't read the room correctly and understand what the opportunity really is. Because we are talking about a nice little salary that he could have earned for himself. And I just, I hate when people kind of squander things like that. But anyway, the fact that Rod Marinelli saw what he saw with whoever's, who, who the players that are there, and maybe some of what, some of the, um, some of the actions by David Irving or inaction and how he's handling the situation. Maybe, maybe somebody like Rod who knows him well and has been there through some really major ups and downs for David Irving you know, maybe just kind of got to that point where, you know what, this is probably best if we just move on uh, from, from right now. And it's disappointing. It's disappointing for the player um, who has a chance to kind of get get his life back on in order and get his career back on order. But you have to put the work in um, to take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you talk about getting a second chance and, and getting a second chance with, with a defensive line coach that we had a lot of success with back in Dallas. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the reason why he was out of league, he was suspended, right? Was it to do with drugs? I believe, right? I think he failed the. He was. It was uh, repeated, repeated violations of the substance abuse program, which. Right. You know. Right. Right. Go ahead. So, so you know, I, I'm I'm not even going to get into that debate, but you know, there, there must, as a player like him who was suspended because of that reason. There might have been some questions about his desire. I believe he even decided to kind of walk away from the game because he just didn't want to deal with uh, the, the, the policy and the testing. He walks away from the game. So, uh, you know, there was already some question marks about maybe his desire, his want to. Is this guy 100% committed to being a great football player? And so knowing that, if you're the player, knowing that getting a second opportunity, you know, I just don't understand how you could uh, squander that. Unless just aren't committed, you know. So again, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a little bit of, of both. I'm sure you know he does love the game, but um, you know just wasn't willing to to put forth the, the effort that's needed in this league if you want to if you want to be a, a big time player. Yeah, and um, and you know the last thing I'll say is uh, you know uh, on that is I hope everything works out for him, and and you know we can have that debate on what you were talking about a little while ago, and I'm completely open. Uh, to to that debate, if you catch my drift, um, but you know when there are rules, you have to follow the rules. That's just is there Absolutely. for everybody. Sometimes frustratingly so, but you you have to learn how to how to work around that and manage around it. And if he doesn't, and if football isn't his thing, I'm completely fine with that too. It's it's you know uh, I hope he go, goes on to have a beautiful life, doing what he wants to do. Um, it's never been about that. It's never about that. It's just that if he did want to, and if he did want to get back on track, and if he did want to. Um, get that career going again. Uh, I wish he just would have read the, the the room, you know, correct more correctly here. And if he does get another opportunity, read it read it more correctly uh, there. Uh, but so Evan uh, and we're we're talking to Evan Grote. Uh, you can follow him at egrote five, and uh, he is the host of Just Pod Baby. Uh, you can follow that at Just Pod Baby. Uh, next week starts a very what I I always love this time of year. Um, phase three of the OTAs where players actually can practice offense against defense, 11 on 11, 9 on 9. It gets pretty spirited out there. You're going to see some, uh, you know, young defensive backs trying to defend, you know, good NFL wide receivers and vice versa. Uh, guys are getting after it. And it's a good litmus test for, for where teams are 
and where young players are. Um, from your perspective, as you uh, get ready for this next phase and hearing and seeing and the video and all that stuff that we're gonna we're gonna start seeing from it, what are you most excited uh, to see uh, with this young group of Raiders uh, as we transition into phase three? Well, you know, I, I'm interested to see how these young players on defense take to the new uh, coaching uh, of Gus Bradley and his position coaches and the new scheme. That, that's, I think that's what probably most Raider fans are excited about because we know that the offense is, is, is locked and loaded. Um, we know that, you know, well, there's some questions on the offensive line. I need to see it until I fully believe it. But, but anyhow, getting back to the defense, we want to know, is this defense going to improve from last year? Because if that is the case, then this is the playoff team, I believe. I believe if the defense can, uh, you know, go, go from the 31st-ranked defense in the NFL to maybe the 23rd, you know, I'm not asking for a, a top-15 defense, but they got to limit some teams. they got to get some stops in the red zone. they got to create some turnovers. And, and, and they're going to need a lot of these young players to step up and be the guys to make some of these plays. So that's what I'm looking for here in the, in the off-season programs and as we get into training camp. Uh, what are these young guys going to do? Are we going to see some of these second-year players make a jump? Third-year players like Trayvon Mullen, uh, free agent acquisitions like Corey Middleton, who got off to a rough start last year, is he going to take to Gus Bradley's more simplified system? And, and if we do see some of those things, then I think we're looking at a, a, a playoff-caliber team in the Raiders. It's so interesting that you mentioned that because as you were talking, I was just remembering uh, when I covered the Rams and the first OTA that I saw under Sean McVay, right? And if you remember, and I know you, you, you cover the NFL, so you know this, uh, that, that 2016 Rams offense was just putrid. It, they, they, it's like they set football back years. It was just that bad. Their offensive, everything about that offense was bad, right? The Literally, Evan, the first OTA practice under Sean McVay, it was an 11 on 11, and they were, uh, it was just start at the 20, see how far you can get, the referees out there. It just, the, the precision that the offense was playing with, with Jared Goff, who was a bust theory for, moving down the field, it looked different, it felt different, the, the, um, uh, the tempo felt different, everything looked different, and we all were sitting there on the sidelines, we all looked at each other going, this looks really different than it was last year. So you can you can literally see differences like that. And I'm with you. I want to see what that defense looks like under Gus Bradley. Where guys are lining up. Who's lining up. Where. Um, what kind of schemes they're doing. And you can actually see that uh, You know, when they get out there on 11 on 11. Is there anybody in particular, any player that you want to, uh, that you really want to like hear some reports on and, 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 and hear what the progress is, uh, especially as it relates to that defense? I would say the secondary, for sure, the secondary, yeah. because uh, I would say that's the youngest group. Uh, you know, looking at all three levels, that's definitely the, the youngest group and, and arguably the, the weakest group uh, on last year's team. So I want to see our guys like Jonathan Abram, uh, you know, playing a little bit smarter, playing, um, ma- making better decisions out there. How is a guy like Amik Robertson looking? Because he was a guy who I was really excited about coming in coming in uh, last year. He didn't. He didn't do well with the limited time he got. I, I'm hoping that he can make a big jump. Trayvon Mullen, Damon Arnott, we can go on and on. Trayvon Moore. There's a lot of pressure on this young secondary. You know, they did bring in the, the veteran, Casey Hayward, and he's going to have to, uh, you know, really help get these guys up to speed. But there's a lot of pressure on this young secondary to, to quickly 
uh, get up to speed with what Gus Bradley wants to do, and, and they got to perform out there. They got to because, uh, you know, they, they can't have a season like they did last year where they gave up big play after big play, missed tackles, bad angles, uh, miscommunications. Those things need to come to an end, and I'm hoping because of Gus Bradley's, you know, everyone's talking about it's a much simpler system. I hope it leads to better communication, players knowing where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and it, and it leads to, to more results and more wins. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, I, I know that we're way a ways from when, from when we're actually going to see it, <laughs> that defense, uh, against another team and for games and for you know uh, uh, periods of time and all that good stuff. Uh, but you mentioned if they could get it down to rank 22nd, 23rd in the NFL in defense rather than you know 28th, uh, 30, 29th as they were last year. In sheer numbers, in sheer numbers and just points per game, tell me how many points per game the Raiders' defense needs to drop it down to in order for this team to make the playoffs. That's a great question. Um, you know, I'm looking at the numbers now. Last year, they gave up 29. They gave up 30 points a game last year. Absurd. Um, but you, right, that's absurd. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to think back to the 2016 season when the last time the Raiders made the playoffs, they uh, obviously they were, what, 12-4, and 12-4. And, and, and the defense also wasn't great that year. 24 points a game they gave up that year. But the difference with that defense and what we have seen the past is that defense was very opportunistic. They created a lot of turnovers. So what I'm saying is, the point I'm trying to make here is, again, I'm not looking for this defense to all of a sudden give up 18 points a game. I don't think that is totally necessary. That would be great if it happened. But if they can get into the 22-23 range, but force some more turnovers, get some more sacks, those are game-changing plays. Uh, Force fumbles, sack fumbles, those are the plays that are going to uh, result in more wins. Obviously, less points is also a big part of that, but you've know, you got to create turnovers. And I think if they can improve more so in that department, getting pressure on the quarterback and creating turnovers, giving the ball back to the offense, giving them some more opportunities, that, that's what I'd like to see happen a little bit more. But, yeah, to answer your question, I would like to see them get – Below twenty-four points a game. I mean, I'm not. I'm not asking the world from this defense. <laughs> I want to see them give up a touchdown less. I want to see them create more turnovers and get after the quarterback. Is that too much to ask, Minnie? Is it too much? It's to not. Ask? And I have a sneaky suspicion that you're you're not only going to get your wish, but I think you're going to get uh, more than you wished for in a good way. So I, I just have a sneaky suspicion. I'm not st- saying that this defense is going to be, like you said, the, the Chicago Bears or the New York Giants, Lawrence Taylor. They don't need to be necessarily. It'd be great for Derek Carr and the offense if they were. Um, but more than that, I think they're going to be respectable. I think they're going to play respectable. They're going to be where they need to be. Um, they're going to look respectable. They're going to look competent. And I think that's going to uh, um, make a huge difference uh, for this team. And I, and I think that I think they can get it below. that. I think they could get it below... 23. I think I think they could get it to 22-21. I really think that. Um, a lot has to go right, no question about it. A lot of these young players need to take big step forwards. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I think this coaching staff, uh, from top to bottom on the defensive side of the ball, is, is going to get these guys where they need to be, um, and it's going to make a big difference. So um, for, for your sake, 
I hope you get your wish, man. Uh, and I think you will. Uh, Evan Grote, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Always appreciate the insight. Um, and we will talk to you down the road. Have a great weekend, my man. Absolutely. Anytime, Vinny, and, and have a great weekend. You too. You too. That's Evan Grote uh, from uh, Just Pod Baby. Uh, always does a great job. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I mean, it's funny listening to, uh, you know, and I, Raider fans and, and, you know, he, he pods, he's a, uh, does, does a Raiders podcast. Uh, he's, he's a Raider fan. Um, it, it, it's funny that how tempered it is from the fan base. If we could just get, it, I'm not asking for much, just, you know, get, cause it's been that bad. It's been that bad the last few years, uh, with this Raider defense. And it's like, they don't want to ask for too much. They want just just enough, just just be a little bit better. We're not asking for the world here. Just just a little bit better. Uh, and I really believe that there's some pieces in place, from the coaching staff to the personnel, where I think Raider fans are going to get their wish, and maybe even a little more than that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Boston. You're brought to you by Tequila and Bob. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. on a Friday. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. We've got Courtney. Let's talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Courtney? All right, Vince. Hope you're doing good as well. I'm doing good, man. Uh, loving a Friday, loving the weekend coming up, and uh, loving t- uh, talking about the Raiders. How you doing? Oh, man. Hey, likewise, man. Same exact feeling. What you got? Uh, man, I just want to know, like, so what's going on with the uh, OTA observations? Like, what is, what is, what have you seen? What's good? What's bad? Well, we don't get uh, no media access during phase two, which is wrapping up this week. Uh, but uh, be be heads up next week because uh, I have a feeling we're going to be able to uh, satisfy some of that football thirst. Uh, of Raider fans, uh, so uh, so uh, just a little just a little hint. You didn't hear it from me, uh, but I think we might be able to uh, to get you some information, some observations, some videos, and that sort of thing uh, coming up next week. So it's hard to kind of get a grasp. I've just been you know tapping into uh, to to people in the know, um, and what what I can say is this: uh, the attendance has been really strong uh, for OTAs. Um, you know, this is a young team, and this is a team in general that just wants to get better. They're tired of losing. They're tired of not winning. They're tired of not being uh, in, in the playoffs. Uh, and not everybody that's on this team has been here for a long period of time, so there's not been a huge amount of suffering from this group of players, Derek Carr notwithstanding. Uh, but I know last year left a bad taste in a lot of uh, players' mouths. They felt like they were headed in the right direction. Um, there was a lot that worked against the Raiders last year, a lot of other teams as well, but in particular, the young defense of the Raiders from you know the, the coaching staff to, uh, and I'm talking about the defensive coaching staff, you know, to, to the weird schedule and you know COVID-19, all the injuries, it just, there were a lot of cards that were stacked up against this Raiders defense, but there's a belief within that Raiders defense uh, that they're not far away from getting things squared away and being an asset 
for this team rather than a liability. So uh, is there anybody in particular you want to know about next week, um, you know, when, when we get in there? Honestly, man, I'm curious about Isaiah Johnson, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing this offseason I haven't seen no no posts from him. He hasn't even really been tweaking like that. You get what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I really love his combination of length and speed and physicality. And I thought he came on. I thought he had a, a confidence booster last year in the Chargers game. So I really, really want to see if Isaiah Johnson's going to either, you know, take that cornerback two spot or really just be a chess piece on the defense. Well, that's what I, I would like to see him. Do. Yep, absolutely. I will definitely keep my eye on uh, him uh, next week, and uh, I'll get you guys a uh, a full report. Uh, Courtney, appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Raider Calvin. Uh, is online. How you doing, Raider Calvin? Hey, what's going on, Benny? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Uh, first and foremost, man, I absolutely love the show. Follow you on Twitter. I listen to it every day. Uh, and number two, I've been a Raider fan since 1976. So I'm always cautiously optimistic about everything. But David Irvin, um, man, I mean, I just got to comment because I was real, really, really excited for him. Really, really uh, pulling for him. I, mean, first, I, I wish him the best, but come on, man. Um, you know, I watched the interview with him a few weeks ago. Um, it might have been a month ago. I was talking about leadership and things like that, and, and you didn't even show up for OTAs. And I'm, you, you don't even have the resume to even have the choice to do that. If you want to be a leader, come in and lead. And the writing was on the wall. If you look at uh, the, 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 the uh, rookies that they drafted, they, they didn't draft the rookie who opted out, you know, for the season. So, you know, they always say they're looking for people who love ball. So, you know, really disappointing. Um, I think it's kind of like the unwritten rule, especially if you've been around for a while. He's been around for a while. And for him not to show up, I don't know if he really loves football. So uh, then I think about let Mo Hurst go. I was a big fan of his. So I think the kid just really worked hard and, you know, he – played his butt off, but, you know, just very disappointed with David Irvin, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, had a great opportunity. Um, I, I feel like he didn't read the room correctly, and uh, and not to mention the fact that it's not like they sat on their hands on the defensive line during the offseason. They signed a bunch of dudes, man, um, including him. You know, Darius Phylon, Solomon Thomas, Quentin uh, Jefferson. They brought back Jonathan Hankins. Um, you know, so so the numbers were already kind of stacked. Somebody's getting cut on that defensive line. Probably a pretty good player. You know, you got to put your best foot forward. You got to compete. And uh, for whatever reason, he didn't. I know we got uh, Raider, or excuse me, Patrick uh, is, is, is on hold. Uh, hang on. We're going to get right back to you. Got to take a break. Got to pay some bills. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. We'll get right back to you, Patrick, on the other side.